This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. (laughs) January 28th. It is 8 a.m. right now when I'm recording this one, and the Dow futures, NASDAQ futures, and the S&P futures all just turned negative. Caterpillar came out with their earnings, um, quite disappointing. Chevron came out with their earnings, quite disappointing, but the big one was last night. Apple came out with their earnings, quite uh, positive with the Apple earnings. So things were good then. Thing, futures were up then, um, futures are down now. So what's going on? Well, essentially, what we did yesterday was <clears throat> we took another swing. Um, and if you're playing odds, based on the previous days of this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, with everything down, if we open down, um, are we going to get another swing higher, another 1,000-point swing up? We're still about 4 or 5% from the Monday lows. And the Monday lows um, on CNBC, at least, is what's being called um, the Farmer Jim bottom. Um, at lunchtime on Monday, Farmer Jim, Jim, uh, I forget his last name, starts with an O, but he uh, he basically said, hey, this is the bottom. We're going to bounce up from here. And essentially, it did bounce up, ironically. So they're calling it the Farmer Jim bottom. Bottom. Um, when I look at some things uh, here, I am seeing some pretty good buying opportunities in my mind. Um, there again, I, I talked with um, Fidelity, you know, previously, but I've mentioned this. I did have a call with them yesterday, and I asked them specifically, um, where do they see the S and P ending? Um, because at the beginning of the year, every analyst and every um, uh, a Fidelity article said, hey, we're going to end the year up. Um, and the, the, the S&P, uh, if, if that's the case, we're going to end up, we should be about 5,000 on the S&P based on the 8 to 9% moves from the opening of the year. Um, that would be a significant move up from today. The S&P right now is, uh, let's see, uh, at... Uh, 43.26 so it's probably going to open around 4300 low low, quick to the the bottom side um if we were to open up within the next hour so essentially if we're at 4300 and you're moving up seven 700 points um that's a good a a really really good move so uh, if if you were told that 5000 is the end of the year number that it definitely was going to end I'd be throwing all my money in that one right now. No, no problem. Probably not my Apple money, but um, when I look at kind of my portfolio and what's going on here, uh, Apple is up two and a half percent at 163. That has come off significantly. I saw that one at about 168 earlier, I believe. Um, 
the arcs are down another two percent if you missed it last night uh or yesterday jim kramer said hey I, I, the arcs are dead they're they're going to continue to go down uh growth in his mind is kind of not the play um one of the things that i discussed yesterday and, and i've continued to, to, to discuss is my rebalancing into energy and into financials energy in specific i, I want to go to more towards oil gas um the xle would pro, will probably be where I, I put a good amount of my money um, but chevron and exxon uh, i already own a significant portion of exxon um which is up uh let's see i will tell you it is up um 57 percent um it's i think i've held it for about a year just over a year 57% is, is, is what it's up. <clears throat> um, I will probably start taking some profits on that one um, and moving them more towards other ones. Um, fang, the, the actual uh, symbol Fang, um, which is, I think it's, is it Dominion? Uh, Diamondback. I always get those confused. Dominion or Diamondback. <clears throat> if you look at this, this is a uh, an energy play, and if you believe that both gas and natural gas will be going up. Um, Fang is a good play when you look at their 52-week high and low. They're trading close to their 52-week high, which was back on um, back yesterday, actually, at 134. They're trading at 128. Um, it, it probably, you know, their 52-week low is uh, 56. So you're significantly off that low, and that was actually February 1st of last year. So it's just been in... A complete upward cycle when you look at a one-year chart. <clears throat> there have been some pullbacks, um, like in July. But Fang is a good name. You can remember it. I always remember because traditionally for the last 10 years, I've been in Fang. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. So that's a good one. Um, Chevron, uh, C CHX, I think it was is what it is. Um, no, CSX. Yes, CSX. Is it CSX? Um, Chevron, let me look. They just released their earnings. Um, so Chevron, CVX. Why do I always forget that one? CVX. <clears throat> when I look at the algorithm on, on Chevron, it had a buy on December 23rd at 116, which would have been a good buy. Right now, it's slightly... Um, I would say overbought. Um, so we're going to see a downturn. They released their earnings. It wasn't great. It was okay. Um, but it wasn't anything outstanding. My guess is that you're going to see a, uh, a, a downturn in, in Chevron in particular. Again, anything over $50 uh, per barrel. They're making money. Right now, WTI is around 88 um, my assumption is that they, like I said, that continues to go to 100. I can't see with inflation, with rising rates, with uh, the turmoil in Ukraine, um, with uh, OPEC kind of pulling back some production. I just don't see that moving down significantly back down to 50. It might move back down to eight, <clears throat> close to 80 uh, on a pullback just because it's been so hot. But when we look at Chevron in particular, you've had a couple of down days earlier in the week, which brought it down to about 122. Today, it's going to go down uh, 
uh, let's look at it on the Active Trader Pro. Um, CVX. And today it looks like it closed yesterday at 135, which was yesterday was a 52 week high at 137. It's going to open up about 129, it looks like. Um, they did announce decent earnings. It wasn't anything that blowing <clears throat> them out of the water, but it was good enough for a decent move higher. Uh, I'm sorry, for uh, to justify a 130 kind of level. So I, I think that's a probably a decent place to to, to kind of hold off on. Um, again, even on the one minute chart, it looks like it's the MACD is up there. The RSI is at 51. I don't know that I'd initially touch this one today. Um, Microsoft, let's talk about Microsoft. They did a, a little bit of a dive into Microsoft on their long term. And it does look like Microsoft is putting in this kind of capitulation where it's just kind of trading between 290 and 300. Um, I do think I do see a kind of volume shelf there around 287. Um, in my mind, 10 years from now, will you be upset if you bought uh, Microsoft at 297 versus 290? I don't think so. Um, again, ease your way into some of these. Microsoft just crossed up. Um, it looks like yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday in the morning, it crossed up at around 302 on the MACD. The RSI is about 45. Um, this one, if you're if you're in the belief that this one is a long-term play, um, it's a good good time to get in. There are some gaps here below, back from um, September. Let me go to a daily chart. Our uh, <coughs> algorithm is built on a four-hour chart, but when I look at the daily, there you know, yeah, there there is a gap here back in June. Um, between 257 and 260. I don't know that it's necessarily going to touch that. Um, the MACD is low enough. The RSI the RSI right now is at 39 on a daily chart. <clears throat> you can't get much lower than that. I mean, you know, yes, January 25th, it was at 26. So um, it moved to the upside with kind of a swing up. In my mind, if you can get this under 290 today, I think you're you're in a buying platform. Um, Facebook is another one that I was doing a deep dive into. <clears throat> when you look at the daily chart on this one, it doesn't look like it's done going down. Um, it, it looks like it, it definitely could go down, but the RSI is at 33 right now. The relative strength index, buyers are going to show up in this one soon. I don't know that it's necessarily going to be today. It's trading under its 200-day, um, under its 9-day. You know, it, it had a death cross, which is the 50-day crossing, the 200-day, back in October. And it really hasn't recovered then. It, late year in December, 20, um, December 29th, it looks like it touched the 200-day at about 345. The 200-day right now is about 336. Um, our nine day is at 301. The 21 day is at uh, 310. So it's it's moving downward, definitely. Um, I don't want to say that it doesn't have more downward to go, but that MACD is really, the last time it touched this MACD, it was trading at about 325. Um, and it immediately moved all, all the way up and kind of soared almost to the 200 day. So 325 to 345. Um 
I, I think this is a good play. I think Microsoft and Facebook are good ones. Google, again, you have to kind of look at the long term on these. Are these going to continue to move down? I don't know. I mean, you know, do I see uh, 200 in Google or uh, I'm sorry, Facebook? No. Um, do I see 2000 in uh, uh, Google? No. Let me look at uh, a, a weekly on Google. I mean, a lot of these, if you look at a weekly chart, you're just seeing them touch the 50 day. Um, they're not even close to two, the 200 day. The last time that Google touched the 200 day was with the Corona downturn, March 23rd, 2020. And it's just been an uproar that it touched a thousand then. And, you know, you're at 20, 2,500 today. The highs were about 29, almost 3,000. That 3,000 seems to be a level that Google can't get over. It touched it several times. So I do see a, a volume shelf in, in kind of the weekly one on, on Google. If I go back and, and move it um, to about the time where it's uh, the last time it kind of moved. There's a gap here in the weekly between 14, 1400, <clears throat> 1450 and 1470. I don't think you're going to touch that one. Um, it's pierced the volume shelf on the weekly. I don't, again, Google on the weekly chart, the RSI is at 41. It's, it's still got probably some move downward, but I don't see a, a big move down. My guess is the biggest move down that it could do be is touching this volume shelf at about 2300. Um, if we were to look at Apple, should you buy Apple today? Um, <clears throat> this is the one that's probably going to move up. It's up two and a half percent at 163 right now. Um, the MACD is significantly low. Uh, in fact, I don't see it uh, any time in the last year. The MACD, I guess it did when it traded back in February where it was sliding. It went from 128 to 121. Um, <clears throat> but you see it kind of climb all the way up to the 160s after that. Uh, I kind of see that happening with Apple. It's, again, the, the RSI's at 36. The MACD is down. It's going to cross over. We haven't received a crossover yet. But um, I'd say if you can get this one under 160, I think you're doing well. Um, we're seeing crude prices go up. They're up about one, one and a half, two percent today. So, what I think you're doing today is, if if some of these stocks come true, where they're down, um, I, I would play some of these stocks. What I'm gonna kind of look into over the weekend um, is some of the levered ETFs. With assuming that the uh, the S and P goes to five thousand um, by the end of the year. And that every analyst is saying, hey, we're going to be choppy. We're going to see these levels of volatility. You're going to see thousand point swings um, either in a daily, a weekly, whatever uh, for the rest of the year. But if I know that the 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 or if I think um, that the S&P is going to wind up at five thousand, what I'd like to do is is use some of these uh, levered. Um, ETFs, and I'll look them up over the weekend so that I know exactly what they are, um, which ones that I personally want to look into. There were some, I think it's VOD or something like that. Um, I, I wrote them down, but I just don't have them in front of me. But I'll look at those levered ones. And what levered ones are, you can buy, it's like the TQQQ. 
um, it, which is a levered uh, uh, ETF that's tied to the QQQs. It'll move up at a higher pace than the um, than the the regular S and uh, the regular triple Qs, but it'll also move down. So you're gonna see with these high levels of volatility, you could lose a lot of money, but you can also make a lot of money. So um, again, if we're assuming that the S and P is gonna wind up at a higher rate at the end of the year then the assumption is, hey, let's get into those uh, S&P funds or the energy funds, the XLE or something like that, that maybe is levered. If we're going to assume that these are going to go up, we can we can kind of play them with a little bit of more volatility. Again, do you, you know, when you look at these scores, the beta is typically what's called a risk score. And if you're playing with a higher beta, um, then you're you're implying more risk. Well, these levered ETFs are super super high beta, so um, you know make sure you're investing with knowing knowing that you can sleep at night. I, I've been, always been kind of a risk taker and and not a problem doing that. But you know, like I told, uh, like Fidelity told me uh, yesterday, for the past 20 years I've been investing in um, growth and it's worked out. But the beta was very high and it could have worked out in a different way so um, we're trading in a new market um, stick with UCO SCO if you want to trade some stuff let's look at UCO and SCO on a day basis on a two-day basis um, UCO remember we were trading UCO at the beginning of the week I'll do a five-day chart on this one um, if we're looking at a five-day five-minute chart on UCO we started the week um, it looks like, yeah, 124, um, kind of sinking on UCO down to about 100. We're going to end the week at about 110 to 115. So if you think of that, if you had bought it at the beginning of the week at, at 100 uh, and held on to it for this week, that'd be a nice 10, 10% move that you saw. Um you know, 112 and almost a 12% move today because it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna open up about 112. Uh, in my mind, if you know, I'd take 12% for a yearly gain in, in any year. Um, you know, you see the 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 MACD was significantly down. The RSI was about 40, so it was it should have been a buy. Um, I traded this one. Um, I have not traded SCO because I uh, my belief was that oil was gonna go up not down so uh, UCO was the play this week when you look at SCO uh, that started the week at about 1080 and it's down at 9 970 so you've lost about 10% on that one um, I, again I think crude continues to go to 100 uh, you're looking at a 2% move today so um, again learn your candle charts learn how to read MACD and RSI those are the two indicators that I typically trade on but when you look at these things um, don't be afraid to hold on to them uh, but in my mind when you if you're trading them and you're trading them on a daily basis moving a one or two percent and then waiting for another move that you identify is a good idea um, you see how these are um, uh, depreciating assets so because they're based on futures contracts um, they will continue to depreciate in value so they're not something you hold on to um, Uvixi uh, I think will be up let's just look at it on Active Trader Pro <clears throat> yeah it's, it's at the 19 range this one when I look at a 5 day um, this is a perfect 
perfect example of why you trade this one. You would have started the week at about 16. Um, you would have immediately on Monday gone up to 22 and you just continued to drop all the way to 15. Um, it looks like on Wednesday and then Thursday yesterday you went up to 19 and today in pre-market it's gone from seven it closed at 1865 it's at 1940 right now so you're almost up a dollar which is a significant move when you're talking about a a stock that trades that low so you can play uvixi um and svixi uh my guess is today um i think if you're thinking that the market is going to make that thousand point move again uh in my mind, I think there's enough information out there to, uh, depending on how we open, uh, if we open down, I think you've got a thousand move point up. But remember, those Monday lows of about, I think it was around 4,200 on the S&P, that's going to be your level. Let me look at the, uh, the S&P. Um, S&P. Um, let's see. S&P, SPX. The Monday lows, if we're looking at a daily, uh, and I'm doing this on TrendSpider, by the way. If you use TrendSpider, it's the best platform out there. It looks like it's 42.18 was the Monday lows. Um, so... In my mind, if you're playing the S&P and you're looking at at what today could go down to, if you're opening up, we're opening up, it looks like at about um, 43.26, but it looks like our open may be closer to 4,300. When you're looking at uh, 4,200 as the bottom, as you break that 4,300, the 43 handle on that, um, it, it might have some additional move downside. My guess is that that's going the the forty two hundred is going to play a support on this one. Um, you know, on a daily basis, this this R the RSI is at twenty four. Buyers have to show up for for a um, a positive market. That MACD is super super low on the S and P. Um, again, outside influences can take hold this isn't a tech if it were a technical market and you can tell the future it'd be easy um but outside influences like the fed rate like ukraine um could there be a bitcoin crash over the weekend like there has been several weekends ago um all of those things will play on the market so as you're looking at these things in my mind today you're looking for that bounce up um, in Microsoft, you're looking for anything under 290. Um, I think that's a, a play, a good play. If you want to, you know, do 291, 292, it looks like it's going to open up at 297. I think you might hit 295 today. Um, that might be a, a bottom. Yesterday's bottom was 297.93. Um, it looks like we're already bidding below that at 296.80. So. Um, it's 52 week low. Uh, looks like it was last year in March at 224. You're not going to hit that one again, uh, at least in my mind. When you're looking at Facebook um, or Meta, as it's now known, uh, again, 
anything around that 290 level, I, I think you're golden, 288 to 290. Um, it's 52-week high is 384, which was back in uh, September of last year. Uh, it closed at 294. You're going to open up a couple of points down. I've been dollar cost averaging this one all the way down. Uh, I have pulled some 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 levers. Its PE ratio is 21. The PE ratio for the net, uh, for the I'm sorry for the S&P is about 18. So when you can get a growth company like Facebook trading at that multiple, um, it's pretty significant. And the key point: they make money. They make a lot of money. Um, there is. I know my audience on this one tends to skew a little bit younger, um, and you guys probably don't use Facebook as much, but remember Facebook owns Instagram, and Instagram I think a lot of younger folks use. Uh, if you're looking to uh, play a, a social media platform that you do use, I know uh, a lot of my friends' kids use Snapchat still. Uh, I use Snapchat still. Uh, I'm not a heavy user, but uh, a lot of people that I know are. Uh, they're 28. Um, they're, they don't make money. They lose 42 cents a share. Um, they need to turn it around and they need to turn it around to where they're actually making money. If that's the case and they can make money, I would put money in there. But in these turbulent times and uh, where you're getting at higher interest rates and you need to have companies that make money, I'm not saying that Snap is going to go out of business. Uh, I'm not saying that Snap is a target, but they're not making money. When you look at Pinterest, uh, which is making money, but has an average user, uh, average daily user, they always call it um, ADU is what it's called. And ADU is a key component to, to looking at these um, social media companies and their average daily users for the past two quarters have been down. That's why you saw it slide from uh, its 52 week high, which was February of last year at 90. Uh, it slid all the way down, and today it's trading 26. This could see a rebound. It could see a purchase. Um, it, it's quite a quite a move, if you, if you ask me. Um, it, it's been listed on Motley Fool as um, one of the top social medias that could turn around in 2022. Um, on a flip side, let's look at one that's been doing really, really well. Uh, Ford, they're at 1945. Um, their P.E. ratio is 27, so it's higher than Facebook. But Ford isn't making the kind of money that, that Facebook is. The reason why it's a little higher is because they said they're going to get into EVs in a heavy way. Well, Ford hasn't gotten into EVs in a heavy way. If you look at their uh, EV um, manufacturing, even for this projected year, it's nowhere close to what Tesla is. Now, Tesla, we had a big slide yesterday in Tesla. It is down to... Uh, 815 is what the bid is for Tesla right now. Again, the P ratio, which was at 300 just two days ago, uh, when it was in the thousands, has slid down to 169. They're making money. Um, this is a company that's making money. This is a company that's been more of a story um, than an actual um, value stock. So. Um, at 169 PE ratio, they probably have some moves down. Uh, again, do I think in, in five years you're going to be upset that you got Tesla at 829? Look back two years ago. Two years ago, um, I think it was trading in the, the range of 400, 500, and that's pre-split. It then split five for one. 
So you got five shares for one share, um, and it's trading at 800 today, which means if you put five, uh, multiple of five on 800, um, what are you, 3,500? And, and people were worried about the valuation at 400 two years ago. So it, it's significant moves in this one. Uh, this one, again, it's a volatile, volatile stock. They released earnings. Um, they didn't, they let down a little bit because the Cybertruck was delayed another year. Um, they're moving in towards more manufacturing kind of things. He said the autonomous vehicles um, and the autonomous robot are the number ones. I'd move, I, I'd tell you, you know, with this one, I have been dollar cost averaging on the way down, but I also own it and I have a significant um, gain in it as well. Let me see, since I told you the gain on Exxon, I'll tell you my gain on Tesla. 160% um, and that was purchased I forget one but it's 160% so uh, again trade carefully uh, I think a lot there's a lot of options out there I would tell you Uvixi and Xvixi are great trades today um, I would pick up some stocks uh, on some discounts um, I particularly am looking at some financials some energy and moving more towards there but I think the tech names um, specifically the big tech names like Google, uh, like Facebook, uh, Apple. Uh, Apple is one, you know, you don't typically don't buy the news. It's, it's been a good one. I, again, I think Apple at some point is going to break that 160. I think Apple, anything Apple under 160, I think you're, you're golden. Um, I think you've got a $200 stock by the end of the year. So with that, I might come on this weekend and talk a little bit and do an episode um, with some of those levered ETFs that I find, um, because I do think that the S&P will wind up positive this year. Uh, the economy is just too strong. And what you're seeing is, uh, again, the 10-year, if I haven't mentioned this, the 10-year note, um, bond note, the treasury yield, it's at 1.83. Um, two months ago, I think it was at 1.59. That's why you're seeing these moves down. Oh, here we go. Uh, I just looked at the the implied open of, of the stocks. They've moved up. So, again, while you were down uh, on the, the Dow, 380, 390, I think close to 400 points in the implied open, you're now down 100. The NASDAQ um, was positive. It's now slightly negative, slight, pretty much even at about down 6 or 5. Um, that was down 150 when I started this a half hour ago. So, uh Again, things are moving quick. Uh, in my mind, that opens an opportunity for UVIXI and XVIXI. Um, UCO and SCO, again, I think I'd play those on a weekly basis just based on, um, on what we're seeing. But I think UCO provides the best upside opportunity. And again, if we had bought it at the beginning of the week, held on to it until the end of the week, it would have been a nice 10% move. So have a great weekend. Um, if I don't do an episode, but I think I might do an episode based on the... Uh, the levered ETF. So keep listening. Uh, have a great day. Good luck.